Ziv Reinhold, it is winter of the year 1091 of the Third Age, and you have just taken a seat in this large chamber. Several faces are familiar to you in this gathering. Heltrone and the other four on horseback when you first met them are here, and they sit close. You sit between Heltrone and Vorin. On the opposite side of Heltrone is the dark-haired woman Heltrone embraced earlier, Kristoff, and then Hanet. On the other side of Vorin is Adamo, then Extolu, and Narani. Everyone else, however, is not familiar to you. Uh, Heltrone? Do you know who all these people are? Are they wizards or something? Um, most of them are from the Wizard's Rainbow, yes. They will be taking part in the ritual to power the orbs. The others are people we have recruited, like Narani. Assuming you recognize some, the one next to Hanet, the dwarven woman with blonde hair, that's Deloon. She comes from Ledreldon. The halfling next to her is Jiminy Quickfoot, a tavern dweller. He's quite, um, crafty, we'll say. And then this lady next to me, dark hair, this is, this is Hamerin. But the men with the triple lens monocle talking with Remora right now, that's, that's Kilnar Ravakrana. Remora says he's vital to the ritual. Ziv leans back and awkwardly looks around the room. He's attempting to make it look casual, but it's obvious he's looking at everyone. Wow, okay, well, that's a lot of people. I guess this is really happening. Vorn, Vorn, are you excited? You've been working on this way longer than I have. Vorn looks at you with a side eye, not really turning his whole head. Definitely ready for it to be over. Not sure how all this is going to go down now. What do you mean? Do you think this isn't going to work? We got all the ingredients and the people. Look at all these wizards. You don't understand, Ziv. There's more at play here than what Eldron is telling you. Looking a little more concerned, Ziv will lean in real close to Vorin. Vorin, are we in danger? Are the people of Aces in danger? Immortality, Ziv. We're all going to lose it. So yes, the people of Aces are in danger. I don't understand. What do you mean we're going to lose it? What would even happen to you then? Would some creature just come from another world and harvest those that have been here for too long? Like, I don't get it. I'm not sure, Ziv. I think Grixolus will not be affected by this, so you you closing the gate to Grixolus for Heltrone has made it more difficult for me to keep my immortality. I imagine that when life expires for someone, they will be sent to Dela or Exodus to live for eternity like they do now when killed by a blade. He wants us to live like animals. That's not right! The people should get to know what is going to happen to them. Families are going to be ripped apart. Communities will crumble. Entire groups are going to die. Why? Foreign... Can we stop this? Quiet, boy. Ziv, you notice that people may not have heard exactly what you said, but they have taken notice to a heated discussion. Do you think people will panic if they know an interplanar attack is coming? This is their answer, and there's no stopping them at this point. Now we have to find a way off this damn realm. That way our lives aren't given a time limit. Let us begin, Ramora speaks up. Each of you will have a task.
Last time on Four Oars. There's quite a bit of bi-directional traffic. Erlen is your halfway checkpoint on the way to Chandelin. Guys, you remember me telling you about that sorceress? Yeah, the one in the one in Athern? She's actually in Chandelin. With the one who cursed you in Oystrich? Interesting. What about this sorceress? I was considering seeking her out. I mean, if it's important to you, then I think it is important to all of us. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. But obviously the curse was making you take care of a rat. Do you remember her name? Olga Riddle. Fitting name for a sorceress. It's a dumb name if you ask me. Well, guys, I guess we're still about six days out of Erlen, but I think it goes without saying I, I need to try and find the outpost there immediately. And I am curious to see the state of it after news of this disease. We're walking into a trap, aren't we? Probably. Probably. Mm-hmm. More than likely, yes. So I know I saw the kid and I think Finch saw the kid. I want to say I was the only one that saw the kid. Yeah. I was like, what is that? Yeah, I think it was just him and he went chased him. Have we talked about this at all? No, not really. I mean, it wasn't like I just saw a glimpse of a kid and then he ducked behind a building. We're fucking strange looking people. He was just probably looking at us as far as Felomir's concerned. Hey, Felomir, you know ritual spells, right? Yes, I do. Purchase the scroll of Find Familiar. And uh, I am familiar with the uh, Find Familiar <laughs> spell. <laughs> Wow. He knew he was about to drop some fire. Uh, so if I can assist you in any way, just let me know. Yes, that, that would be great. Everyone give me perception checks oh as you're God. all asleep. Great. No one's decided <laughs> to stand watch. Oh, shit. Felomir. Yes. Why didn't you make us a hut? We have a wagon. They can enter the wagon. I slept pretty comfortably. What are, what are you doing? I'm making sure I have all my things. Start looking through my stuff okay. to make sure it's there. You go to look at your turtle shell backpack. There's like latches going along the side of it. One of them isn't completely latched. Wait a minute. What you got in here? Oh, my no. God. <laughs> oh, no. Son of a bitch. You have a shovel? <laughs> yeah, everything's there. I am going to look at my things. Yeah, now now, now that his shit's been like, looks like it's been trifled, now I'm nervous and I'm going to check every single thing I got. We don't know. He might have just left it undone when he was getting some rashes in the middle Steven, of the night. Steven, did you? Like, yeah, what happened? <laughs> I haven't even told I'm you guys out yet. Right <laughs> oh, I could have sworn I lashed this. Wait, what is it? Were your things messed with? Um, Give me another investigation check, Finch. 12. Yeah, something is missing. Wait, wait a second. It's your map of Crimson Command Outpost. Oh, no. Oh. How did my map of, of the outpost, the Crimson Command Outpost, it's gone. And the last outpost we went to, what happened? Pretty bad. You were there. I would say that is the reason why they would want specifically that. Felomir, do you still think you can help me with that spell before we leave? I can, yes. I mean, it'll take a moment to get the wagon ready, so you should have time. I will start reading the from scroll. the scroll. All right, give me an arcana check. Crit! Nice. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. As you link yourself to this creature, a haze clouds your vision. You see yourself holding onto torn claw, and you are seeing his point of view when the sorceress cursed you. And then that little green ball of energy comes around the corner and hits you, you being Oystrich. And you realize it wasn't you that was cursed. It was Oystrich. I saw it again. The sorceress casting a green ball of energy at us. Oh my God, you're echoing. You hear that in your head. What? I hear you outside and inside. Uh, <laughs> who is that? Uh, it's me. It's me. The sorceress, Olga? Stop talking out loud. A wave of realization. <laughs> and I stare at Oystrich. And then he looks specifically at two of you and points. Oh, 
fucking bowman. Your eyes, what happens? It has been a very long journey, and we have uh, had adventures and misadventures. Well, yesterday I was missing a leg, but today... And he, like, skips to the side a little bit. I have it back! How? The priest of eternal purity. She might be able to take care of you, too. You kick the door in. A horrid stench exhumes from inside when you open the door. And over in the bed of this outpost home, you see a woman lying face down. Ooh, this looks familiar. Fuck! And, like, kick a birdcage. It's the same person. It's the same wounds. Damn it! Do you guys remember when we told that guard about the other death that we found? And he asked us why it took us a whole day? (laughs) (laughs) I think at some point around now-ish, we should tell someone important what happened here. It is early in the afternoon as the wagon enters back into Erlen. The town is bustling this time of day, and there is quite a bit of delay getting through the streets as the denizens of Erlen prep for the upcoming summer quantal. And as you make your way across the river on the bridge, a tall stone circular tower sitting in the center of the city sits on the riverbed. It has a high vantage point overlooking the city and stationed around the base of it, you see one town guard standing at the door, along with six others who are eating a late lunch at the table off to the side. Before reaching the center of town and crossing a bridge though, Thelamir, something might trigger for you on the bridge. Give me a perception check. Hmm. You gonna fail? 20. As your wagon is pushing through this large crowd of people, kind of bi-directional traffic on the bridge, you notice a boy staring at you, leaning against the bridge. And as you move through, he kind of just vanishes as the crowd kind of covers him up and your vision kind of straight, like strafes across the crowd. Something you did catch this time though, is that this boy was blonde haired and pretty tan skin, but he was wearing like dark leather, which is something he was not wearing before with like a dark cloak over him. And he seems to have just disappeared into the crowd. Was the stature the same as the boy I saw in Lansport? Yes. Okay. And roughly about 18 years old. That ain't no boy. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. much younger when you were saying that's boy. a boy to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, a, ask, man. that's a man. We'll say between 16 to 18 years old. Okay. Still has that like baby soft cheek on his face. An adolescent. No, he's a man. No. <laughs> you will address him as such. I'm sorry. My nephew is not a man. <laughs> well, that's Ooh. your. Wow. Okay. Shots at your nephew. <laughs> uh, we're all just in the wagon. Yeah. And you're like, it would be really bad of you to just stop on the road in the wagon. Like the, the trap, like the crowd would just get pissed. Right. But yes, you are all in the wagon. We'll say that Finch and Kath, you're probably at the front like y'all were before since we haven't made a change to that. Yeah. Okay. And also real quick. We decided we were going to tell somebody about the murder. Yes. We have yet to do that, right? Yes, and that is why I mentioned the guard tower that you're heading to. Okay. I'll probably just... I'm not going to say anything until we stop. I did tell someone to tell someone, but I don't know if... I don't think he did. Oh, though, that farmer did not tell anybody. He was like, I'm going to go back to the farm now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everybody's dying. (laughs) 
So as you arrive at the guard post, uh, you do find a small little area on the side of the road to stop the wagon and the two horses. And uh, you pull to the side and the crowd easily just kind of moves around you. The guards don't really take notice to you stopping. We'll say you're about 30 feet from them, kind of stopped in their, like, the surrounding area of the tower that they might train in and stuff like that. The parking lot. Yeah, their parking lot. So, yeah, you stop. Uh, I'll get out and start to approach the guard. Okay. I'll follow behind. Likewise. Did you want to mention, you said you wanted to wait till they all stopped. I was going to do it after our guard interaction. Okay. So you approach the guard and he looks at you. Guard, there's there's trouble afoot. And I mean more than just fickle pox. Trouble? Yes. I'm Finch, Master Scout of the Crimson Command. You see him like grip his short spear and like in both hands like what's happening well we we have just come from clanport where uh, the crimson command outpost had been ransacked and the the member murdered and now we have just gone to latalia's outpost and the same thing there she has been murdered and her birds is, is the murderer here i'm not sure but you need to report to someone in your chain of command and have people on alert oh maybe you should talk to marshal grindle Okay, wh- how, how, where, where could I find Marshall? Come in, come inside. And he starts, he opens the door and kind of like waves you in. And I'll kind of look at everybody and I guess start to walk in. I raise an eyebrow as we're kind of like walking in. Yeah, I'll give the guard like a nervous wave as we pass him. Like, <laughs> uh, does this guy, in that, now that he's acting this way and we're about to walk in, does he look like a good guard or is he just like... Is he got one like two different socks on and like <laughs> so his, his helmet boy. keeps follow like <laughs> yeah. falling on his eyes. You've been journeying through Chandelin for like a week now, and I mentioned it in like the setup last week. But basically, like this place is very peaceful. Yeah, like there, it's very content. Community is happy. Like everyone's okay. working together, doing things, and you just approached him with shits going down. Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah. never done anything in his life. Yeah. Basically, like the last guard you talked to in Clanport was like, "We don't have murders around here." Yeah, shit. Okay. He motions you inside. Who would be the last person walking in? Is our wagon just parked and? I mean, would I feel safe in this town leaving our wagon unattended? Um, we'll say that there was like a hitching post and you put the horses attached, like one horse attached to it so that if one horse tried to move, like that horse would be holding it in place. Uh, you, you seem safe that they'd be fine. Right. Okay. In front of the guard towers. Yeah. That's true. So who would be the last person to enter? I'll be last. Okay. The guard is waiting for everybody to walk in and he looks at you and like kind of stops in that way. Like, is there a battle coming? Maybe I can't say for sure, but uh, you that, calm down. It's gonna be fine. I'm sure you will not die. And I'll smile at him and go inside. <laughs> and he uh, kind of follows you inside, kind of like groaning under his like voice. He seems very worried the way that y'all approached him. Great. What have I signed up I for? I can't do anything right when I speak to the people in this fucking town. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you walk inside, and we'll say that there's, like, it's a circular tower, and we'll say the bottom floor is just one big open area, and there's, like, dining tables and stuff like that. It's pretty vacant, though. We'll say that most town go- most of these town watch are probably out and about throughout the city or eating their lunch outside on that picnic table I mentioned. But he walks over to walks you over to a staircase and kind of leads you up two floors and then to a door. And he just doesn't even knock. He just pulls it open and he says, uh, Marshal Grindle, uh, these people have a murder to report. And you hear from behind, a murder? 
Come inside. Come in. Not a murder. Not a murder. And uh, he opens up the door and kind of like waves you in. And then as the five of you enter, he closes the door behind. You see this man that's wearing like the guard uniform that everyone else is wearing, but he's not wearing the tabard and the breastplate and the helm right now. And he is very burly, very tall, very muscular. And he stands up out from his desk to greet you. And his uniform is basically like clinging to his skin because he's so burly, so muscular. He's a big man. Nice. And uh, he also has a flat top haircut that's about three inches above his scalp. (laughs) Nice. Okay. (laughs) And he's clean shaven except for one large mustache. Question. Uh, Are there windows in this room? There are. Is our cart visible from one of the windows? From the perspective, from the door to the window, you can't tell. Okay. Uh, you'd have to get near the window. We'll say that there's one window and it's behind his chair. Okay. So you might, I mean, you went up three floors, I think is that I said. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to like get to the window to look down because the cart is at the base of the guard tower. Okay. Would you like to make a move to look out the window or anything? Yeah, I want to keep my eye on the cart throughout this conversation that we have. Okay. What's so my you... intent? Okay. So, I mean, that would be standing behind his desk. Uh-huh. And that's okay with you? We'll let the conversation initiate first. Okay. Let's start there. <laughs> he says, all right, all right, come on in. Uh, a murder? Who's been murdered? Latalia of the Crimson Command at her at her outpost and all of her birds. Latalia. Uh, oh, I think I've seen her around. She doesn't come into town often. And why were you there? I'm Master Scout Finch of the Crimson Command. Oh. I've just come from Clanport where the other member has been murdered and his birds. Oh, Crimson Command is being assassinated, it seems. Does seem that way, yes. Huh. Well, that's unfortunate news. Latalia was very kind, though very serious. At this point, I'd probably just walk behind him to the window. (laughs) You're like, uh, yes, it's quite a a problem. Um, it's, uh, you're... I don't want to pile anything else on your your little township here, but uh, it's a pretty serious business. It was shadow figures or something or other. And then I'm just going to turn to the window and look at it. Um, <laughs> give me a, like, confidence <laughs> importance check. I just, like, imagine him, like, stretching and, like, slow. <laughs> I guess give me a persuasion check. Yeah, I'm doing this rather nonchalant, kind of like uh, putting his finger on the intimidation. Is this real mahogany, yeah. like on the desk as he walks around. <laughs> I'm not trying to deceive him. I'm just trying, like, you're you're performing in a way to where you can see out the window. So let's do a performance check, and I'll see if he is weirded out by it. Sixteen. He is not weirded out by it because he rolled a critical miss. Cool. Oh He's just like looking at you, Finch, and the three of you, and then you speak up, and he looks at you for a moment, and then Finch says something, so he turns back, and then you just <laughs> kind of walk. It's like look. a baby. You look at. He looks at you once, and then he's like. <laughs> Looks away and you're not there. So yeah, you look out the window and you kind of lean. You lean against the wall and kind of look down the out the window down to the right. We'll say, and your cart's still there, just fine. I'm gonna watch it while we're in this room. Okay. So you said that it happened in Clanport. Was it just him? Just this Crimson Command person and his birds and all of his birds? Yes. Was there any reports of anyone else in town? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Well, we did fight these. Black cloaked figures? Some shadow people or something? We, yeah, they were in town. Oh, yes, and we found some residue that the shadow assassins seem to leave behind, so we are fairly certain that they are the ones who made the attack. Shadow assassins? Who do you think you're dealing with here? We're just the town guard. And we're just trying to let you know that you might actually want to be on guard. 
Yeah. Things are getting very serious around here. So you moved from Clanport, where they killed a Crimson Command member. To here, where they have you, apparently they killed did, another. And they didn't kill anyone else in Ur in Clanport. Then they came to Erlin and killed Latalia. They're probably no killing Crimson Command members all over Asus. Well, it's not just, they're not coming. They, they killed her before we got here. Well, what, what do you want me to do about it, though? Go, well, go get the body out of the tower first. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Well, we'll investigate the scene, but... Hold I on. Mean, I have a question for you. What's your name? Marshall Grindle. Marshall Grindle. My name is Dorth. I'm a performer. I would love to perform at your, your summer quantal. That Any, anyway. Well, you'll need to talk to the festivity advisors for that. Oh, who is that? Leonard and his family are handling that this year. Leonard, I'll remember that. Anyway, is that his last name and his family? <laughs> <laughs> and his family. Um, I have a question for you. When you became a guard of this city, did you take an oath? Yes, everyone takes an oath. That's part of the town watch. Did the oath have something to do with protecting everyone? Protecting Erlin. Erlin. So. Erlen and the people within it. Sure, yes. Of course, yes. These are stupid questions of me. Kind of, yes. And I'll just look at him and shake my head. Well, if you're referring to Latalia being killed, she's not inside of Erlen. Oh my god, come on! If you want to play that kind of game, then I will play it with look, you. Look, I am not playing any game. Lives are at stake here. Correct. We have many problems going on. We're prepping for the festival. We have this disease that keeps taking over. And now there and may now, be a bigger threat. And now you're telling me about a single murder of a Crimson Command member. We have no other Crimson Command members in town other than Latalia. So it sounds like your serial killer may be moving from town to town killing one person. And we are on our way to Chandelin, and hopefully we will find him and end him there. But what you seem to not understand is that the Crimson Command is... We, we are bringers of peace. We, we keep Asus safe including Erlen, and with her gone, you may be in more danger than you realize. She's been doing more for this town than you perhaps saw, and with her gone, you should worry. Hmm. We haven't had a report of any danger from Latalia in years. Last time she had a report was from the goblins in the hills. And now she's not going to be able to give you any report should there be danger. That is true, but what do you expect me, the Marshal of Erlen, to do about that? I would like you to collect her body and I would like your men to be on high alert, at least until your summer quantal is over. I have a question. Okay. Do I know if the guard or the township at all has any other, like, way of communicating with other towns apart from the Crimson Command outpost? It would probably be courier by horse. Okay. But the Crimson Command only deals with Crimson Command business? Yes. Okay. Their main focus is imbalances throughout Asus. Yeah. They, they're more on, like, a, I guess to really put it in, like, a media form. They're shield in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, mm. whereas local me. local police forces have literally nothing to do with the Crimson Command. So only Crimson Command communications go through the Crimson Command outpost. Correct. Okay. And anything that the outpost gets that needs to be reported to the local township, whether it be a major metropolis or a small town, even a small village, it'll get reported. But it, but if this dude has something to say to someone in Chandelin, he wouldn't go to Latalia to send the message. No. Okay. Uh, because in Chandelin, they have their own huge military called the Sentinels. Yeah. And the Sentinels prop will, are the army that protects Chandelin from military forces. So if Rodana was to invade, the Sentinels would be sent out. But this local township, they would become a 
slaughtered militia in the army if they were to become part of it. Yeah. So we're wasting our time. I mean, you're not wasting <laughs> your time. Um, to answer your question, yes, I mean, I will definitely put us on high alert, but um, it sounds like your, your killer is just moving from town to town. So I don't know what, and it seems like they're shadow assassins, you said, lady? Listen, man, we're not here to tell you how to do your job. We're just here to report that there was a murder by shadow assassins. And That's we, it. And we, I appreciate the report, but I just don't know if you assumed I would do anything about it other than gather the body, bury Latalia. Okay, now let me, let me, okay, this is a new word I learned. Let me propose a hypothetical. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Now, let's say that we didn't report this murder and someone else found that dead body, but they saw us leaving her tower. We would look like suspects. Agreed. That's why we're here. We're here to tell you that there was a murder. We, we didn't see it happen, but we investigated it, and we want you to go give her a proper burial. That is very reasonable. I re like I said, I appreciate the report. I just wanted to make sure your expectations were met or at least clarified with what I can do. I'm just gonna, I mean, I kind of just like look at him. Um, just, I've said my piece. I wish you the best. Good luck. And I'll give him my salute and then I'll kind of turn around to leave. He does like whatever their salute is. We'll say like it's, I don't know, fucking. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> he goes his fingers and throws it in the air. <laughs> uh, and that's his salute. Is anyone staying behind and continuing the conversation while no, Phil storms no. out? Fuck this, dude. Did I see anything? Did anyone mess with our cart? Uh, no, no one ever approached your cart. Okay, then when everyone else is leaving, I will leave with Though, them. I would like another perception check Ooh. for you. The boy just comes up to the window. <laughs> <laughs> and he's gone. Critical miss. Yeah, you're just completely focused on that wagon, making sure nothing happens. Ah, time to go. Mm, man, what the fuck was behind that desk? <laughs> <laughs> so you walk out and head downstairs. Back out to the cart, I guess. Okay. Ugh, these guards are worthless. They are definitely not, I, I just can't believe how much they don't seem to care. Yeah, a little incompetent, but I mean, he has a point. It's, I guess it's technically not their problem. Technicalities. <laughs> um, so I guess we should proceed to this temple. We can figure out about this disease. Let's go. Yep. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, w one more thing. Uh, Finch, Keth, you remember back in Clansport when I saw that boy looking at us behind the building? Yeah, you, you mentioned it. Yeah, you went and chased after him or something? Uh, yes. Um, didn't find him then, but I could have swore I saw him again on our way here. He was dressed different, and I didn't get a good look at his face, but he was of the same stature, and definitely looking at us. Hmm. And I believe he was uh, wearing black leather and a cloak. Rather suspicious attire for all things considered. Could we assume that maybe he's a shadow assassin? It was definitely a person, um, but... But he seems to be able to vanish if your eyes aren't deceiving you. Well, I didn't see him literally vanish. He just wasn't there. Well, he was able to get here before we did, clearly. True. And he didn't have a horse, I assume, when you saw him when we were leaving. He wasn't on a horse. Yeah. Clearly, he's just a nervous fan. I understand that you guys are not used to people being like this around you, but I have lots of experience with this. It's fine. I don't think fan is the right term. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm speaking from experience here. Stalker? Spy? Do you uh, think those he's are more following fitting. us? Uh, I 
am certain it was the same person I saw in Clansport. And what did he look like? He was a young boy, teenager maybe, blonde hair, average size, black leather, well, nothing too distinguishable apart from his age, but uh, just so we're all aware. Uh, yeah, we should definitely keep our eyes open. Well, let's make our way to the temple. Yes. All right. Is there anything you'd like to do in town before you head to the temple? Shopping, lunch, whatever. Lunch. As we start to move, um, I do, since um, I never sent off the uh, flintlock, I have three of the six shots left, so I'm just going to go ahead and have one prepared and keep it holstered on me again. Okay. So you know. Although I would like to, um, at least in this travel from here to the temple, be looking for the boy. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like actively searching for him as we're moving. Now now that I have a description, I'm keeping an eye open as Agreed. well. All right. So as you move through the town into the onto the north exit on the west side of the river, I will give you one more perception check. Everyone that would not be doing something actively in the wagon may have a perception check. Is that we're driving the wagon? I assume I'm driving it again. If you're driving, I'm going to say you're more focused on the road because of the crowd being in the way. Fair. Nine. 22. 17. 16. All right. So Keth, Dorth, and Felomir on the west side of the road as you're heading north. You do kind of peek to the left and down an alleyway between some houses, and you see him, and then the wagon keeps moving. Can I wave? It was very it was brief. Quick. Okay, it was too quick. All right. I'll kind of like uh, stick my head out the wagon, and I'm assuming I'm still up front. We haven't changed order or anything, and kind of like lean out of the wagon a little bit, and then I'll look at uh, look at Finch and just see that he's focused on the road, and then I'll turn back and see if uh, if anyone else saw that. Yeah, I'd probably like look around at everyone else. I think that was him. The fan! He's following us! This is cute. About how far down the alley was it? 50 feet. Okay. Yeah, I think I think that was him. This is weird. I don't like that. You'll get used to it. Being a celebrity is a big deal for some people. We, uh, I think we should, we should just keep our eyes peeled. Uh, he has no reason to suspect we're aware of his presence yet. Um, I think a time will come when we can catch him. Agreed. Just stay sharp. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. All right, so everyone, uh, y'all move forward out of the city, heading north onto the road to the Temple of Daloon. And the path is not very well constructed, or it's it's worn. Um, the wagon's actually having some rockiness to it because it's not a it's not a well cobbled path to the temple. It turns kind of into a slim dirt road, so the wagon is actually kind of not fit correctly on it. So like the wheels are out in the grass, basically. And it follows the western bank of the river north, with hills kind of cascading down on your left side towards the riverbed. And the forest chirps with, like, lively birds, and a soft, fresh wind lifts loose hairs, cooling you in the summer sun. It's actually very nice. But then the crack of a crossbow releases. Astra, does a 20 hit? Nope. And because we're on alert, do we notice that? A 20 doesn't hit? What's your AC? Oh, wait. Yes, oh. it does. <laughs> <laughs> 20 totally hits. I'm okay. Now Defender wins. Yes, it is. <laughs> Jesus. My beef. Did you wait? What was your question after that? Since we're all on alert, I'm assuming we noticed this. That's why you heard the cra- the crossbow crack? I would assume that I would notice an arrow sticking out of you. Dave will tell you what you notice. 
Oh. Great. You know, I was going to ask before you started that whole spiel if we had time for a short rest while in the back of the caravan. Mm. I asked if there was anything you wanted to do before leaving town. <laughs> Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, 38 piercing? Good. Yeah. Damage. What the shit, Dave? Right through the Man, jugular. Man, I thought there were no murders in this town. <laughs> Ow. The like fuck? five minutes outside of town and we're already... <laughs> <laughs> we'll say you were on the road for 10 to 20 minutes before it happened. A drive-by. <laughs> <laughs> and it was outside the Erlen limit, so it's still <laughs> oh, not, the not their problem. Am I in the back of the caravan? Yeah, we'll say you're in the back. I'm assuming we just have like the curtains open or the door open. There was open no curtain. Not a no? covered yeah. one. Okay. We're not organ trailing it. Okay, that's what I pictured this whole time. <laughs> no, no, he told us that last last week because that's what I thought too. I was like, yeah. we're not Oregon chilling it. Uh, we're just in a big old wooden wagon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it is not special. Yeah, I'm gonna like fucking fall over because that 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 fucking hurts. So yeah, the four of you hear the crack of a crossbow and then the whoosh of a bolt and then it impales her breastplate and pierces through it going into her back. We'll say you're on the left side of the wagon so you got hit from behind and you were like looking towards the right. And so you're like in your back upper left you just have a very thick crossbow bolt sticking through your breastplate into your abdomen. Okay. I'm just going to say that I'm in shock and I'm just... And then Asher collapses into the bed of the wagon like a truck bed basically. And uh... Astra! No shit. What the hell? I wanna, I wanna look for the source. Uh, I guess we'll start with initiatives then. Hey, companions! Stepping in here for a little bit of a mid-roll. Got three things I want to do. First one is I want to mention that I guested me, Dave, on another podcast called Not Quite Heroes. They attended the online convention for Dralacon this year because of COVID. It was all online. And their live stream included me as a guest player. And I had so much fun. And the first episode of, I think I was in three episodes, has been released. If so, if you go over to the Not Quite Heroes podcast on your podcast feed, you should be able to find an episode with me included on it. It's an episode that was released on August 17th of 2020. It's called Chapter 2, The Rise of Stoneweave, Dralacon Line Live Show. It's a little long, but I think if you enjoy my humor, you will probably enjoy my guest spot on the episode. So we are getting very close, very, very close to 5,000 followers on Twitter. And we haven't done a Twitter giveaway in a long, long time, like since the beginning, because I really don't know what I'm doing with them usually. And now, but I, but I feel like 5K is quite a bit, so I really want to celebrate it. So if you haven't yet, please go follow us on Twitter and you might see an announcement of our giveaway soon. Basically, I'm getting together all the goods for the giveaway right now. And once I have all the goods, I'm going to take some pictures of everything, make it a little promo package, put it on Twitter, say once we hit 5,000, we'll do a little deadline. And whoever retweets, likes, and follows the podcast on Twitter will be entered for free for this giveaway. And there will be four prizes for sure maybe a fifth so yeah you should definitely take part and also i want to do something that i haven't done i feel like i haven't done in a while and that's acknowledge our patreon supporters by reading out their names here on the podcast feed we're gonna go from new to old this go around and so first up 
I got Matthew and Caitlin Engelman, Jessica Wilds, Daniel Matthews of the Backwater Bastards, Scott Nelson, Mars Langford, Diana Deli of Multiclass Theater, Chase Rim, Jason Kachuk, Lucas Duff of, well, Jason Kachuk and Lucas Duff of the Ballad of Seven Dice podcast, Damian Rail, yes, got the name, I think. Pretty sure I got the name right because somebody corrected me in Discord like the last time I did this. And I never wanted to be corrected because it's kind of fun to have that little gimmick of never knowing how to say people's last names. But for this time, Damien Rail. Also, The Geek Life is a supporter of ours. Adam Wright. Jeremy Kleinhands at the Midnight Kingdoms podcast. Jonathan Harden. Evan Wiley. Keith No Last Name Foiston. Deidre Cole. My wife. Plutorch, my boy. Kevin McEwen. Samuel Moore. Dave Schmidtenner, Andrew O'Dell, and Colby Parker. Thank you all so much for being our Patreon supporters. Again, I know I don't get a lot of bonus Patreon content out there, but as you know, I want to meet our regular schedule for the podcast feed. I'm working on remastering the old episode, so that includes music and ambience and it sounds better, blah, 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 blah. And also, if you didn't know, I am working on getting my music page launched on YouTube, and I'm trying to really fill that up so that I can maybe get some support that way, like maybe do a little bit of monetization there. I don't know how YouTube works. I'm still trying to figure it out. But basically, I'm because I'm putting music on YouTube for royalty free, I'm kind of helping the podcast community in general. And it's kind of what I do. I like to help people as much as I can. And so you helping us with your finances, even in these hard times, I really, really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. And I don't know if we're going to get to the live show this year, but I'm already saving up those Patreon funds for the live show in case we get to do it. But I don't know what's going to happen with quarantine. So we're I'm, I'm trying to bounce some ideas off myself and some other people, but haven't quite figured out what I want to do yet. But yeah, uh, a little bit of a long mid-roll probably. I'm not sure. I'm not really keeping up with the time of it. But anyways, let's get back to the episode. Dorth, you are up first. Do I see where the arrow came from? Would you like to take a perception check? Yes. Would you like to use the perception check as an action to decrease the DC? Yes. I'm going to use a lucky dice. Or lucky die. So you are using your action, you said? Yes. 23? Yeah, 23. As you're looking up the hills, about 60 feet away, you don't see a person, but you see the scuffle of leaves on the ground. <gasps> there! And I'll point. Okay. Would you like to do anything else with your turn? Your bonus action, your reaction, or movement? Nah. I can't really move anywhere. You jumped out of the wagon, maybe, but... No. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm a sitting duck. Uh, I'm just going to uh, point and yell out and that'll be my turn. All right, so as you point and yell out, you hear another crack of the crossbow, and this time, Dorth, you see a bolt flying at you <laughs> as you noticed him. Does a 14 hit? No. All right, so you dodge out of the way, and you, you've had arrows and bolts shot at you before from previous combats. This was intense. Like, there was almost a magical force behind it as it whizzes right past your head. Finch, it is your turn. Do I see like anywhere ahead that I could like race us to take cover? Like maybe a boulder or something that we could like try and duck behind or some heavy tree cover? Give me a survival check. And would you like to use your action to lower the DC on this survival check? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> 24. 
Yes, you do see like a kind of nice grouping of trees, like really large trees, like at the base of the hill before the road. It doesn't go across the road, but it's a nice stretch of trees. And you rush the wagon that way and kind of park it right there to where it looks like you're blocking the the viewpoint. Perfect. Would you like to use your cunning action or um, your bonus action? Dash, disengage, or hide. I guess would hide be, could that be me jumping out on the other side for cover? I'll give you that. That's what I'll do. All right. 19. All right. You think you're pretty well hidden? Cool. After Finch, we are onto Felomir. When Dorth pointed out where he saw the first bolt come from, did I see it? Would you like to give me a perception check, like a retconned perception check to, to see if you found it? Yes. Because well, it wasn't a person, it was a movement of leaves that he saw. Right. So I'm going to say that you would need some sort of skill check to determine where he was pointing. Well, I guess in that case, did the bolt that was shot at Doroth come from the same general area or from a different area? Give me a perception <laughs> check. <laughs> yes. Okay. Would you like to use your action for this perception check? No. Ooh. You got a high SBC? 11. I will say that the general area where he pointed is where the bolt came from. The second bolt? Yes. Okay. But the general area being like a 20-foot radius, or diameter, 20-foot diameter. Okay. Um, In that case, I would like to use my action to also hide. Okay. Uh, Give me a stealth check. Two. All right. You think you're pretty well hidden. You think you're pretty well hidden. <laughs> I'm just on the complete opposite side of the wagon it's been. You're facing one way across yeah. the wagon. I'm facing the other way. <laughs> Your horns are like poking up out of the brush. Got him. Tail I'm just, whipping around. I'm around just standing the there. All right. So after Philomir, we are on to Astra. How much cover do I have right now? The top of the hill where you believe the bolt came from can see into the wagon. So you would probably want to move. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, there's all, what's that action? I guess it's dodge technically. Is yeah. You can raise your AC. When you take the dodge action, you focus entirely on avoiding attacks. Until the start of your next turn, any attack roll made against you has disadvantage. Oh, well. If you can see the attacker. Oh. So it sounds like you actually can't use the dodge action here because you don't know what to dodge. Okay. I'm just going to kind of fall out of the carriage onto the ground and just put my back up against the carriage and use my shield to block myself. Do you want to join them in the thicket area? Sure, if I think that's safe. Are you taking the hide action as well? No, because assuming that takes up my action, I want to use Oystrich to scout. Doesn't he get his own action? I think familiars do, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yes. you, it wouldn't take your action to move okay. Oystrich. Well, then I guess if I could hide, then yeah. Okay, so yeah, give me a hide action. So a uh, stealth check. That's <laughs> a crit mess. <laughs> Damn. I'm just like staring up at you as you're standing there. <laughs> you think you're well hidden. You roll out of the wagon and join Felomir on the left side of him. So right now it's you, then Felomir, and then Finch. You're you're disoriented. You're disoriented trying to find where to hide. Drinking a potion's free action, right? That is correct. Okay. So how much did you heal for, Astra? 14. Um, I had a question though. Can I use two potions or just one? I'm gonna say one per turn. So Oystrich has his turn on your turn. Yep. Uh, what would you like to do with him? I will say in my mind, Oystrich, find the source of this damn crossbow. And I guess warg into him. Is that a beaver? 
a beaver. A beaver. No, it looks, looks like a uh, capybara. Yeah, it's more of a capybara. Is there a direction <laughs> that you would like to send him? Whichever what? direction you know I thought the direction was because I rolled so low on perception. All that's like woods, right? It's loose woods and hills kind of, it's like rolling hills with, with forest. The way I picture the Shandlin area is kind of Rohani, Lord of Rings style, but in Fellowship of the Ring, you remember at the end when they're, spoiler alert, uh, for, <laughs> oh my God, no. for an 80 year old book, spoiler alert. <laughs> that area where the orcs were attacking the Fellowship, mm -hmm. that's kind of how I picture this specific area of okay. Shandlin. But yes, Oystrich starts running and that's where you think the bolt is coming from. Word. And he does have a movement speed of 20. Would an animal get a dash as well? I mean, I'm warging, basically. Oh, um, are you warging? Ooh. Because that means your eyes roll in the back of your head. You yeah. don't have any senses. I you would... have no sense of your own body. Like, you are in the body of oysters. Whatever. I'm not safe at all anyway. So, <laughs> well, you're, you would essentially be incapacitated at that point. Like, you would not, you would probably lose your cover. Yeah, you would definitely. Your yeah. All right, fine. You can talk to you telepathically within, like, a mile. Feet. Oh, it's 100 feet? Yes. It's like a mile. So and also, um, I know they can't take attack actions, but other actions make sense to me, and dash is another action. I don't know if they can dash, but I'm okay with it. It makes sense to me that mm -hmm. if another, like, because monsters can dash at you. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, do that. And what that means for you, Astra, is that if you take a perception check using Oystrich's help, to try and find the source, you would get advantage to try and find this crossbowman. Cool. And after Astra, we're gonna move on to Keth. Astra! I'll, uh, I'll hop out of the wagon and grab Astra and pull her back, like behind uh, Felomir and Finch. Uh, uh, how much movement speed is that? I got 40. Does Keth know where the bolt came from? I mean, it's been pointed out and two shots have been shot. But Keth hasn't done a perception check. Oh my God. <laughs> Look, if I had to make one, you gotta make one. I'm not using a fucking action. Seven. <laughs> Pulls Azra out into the I mean, I, would I mean, if they're st sitting in front of a bush, I would assume they're hiding on the right side of the bush. They're yeah. not gonna hide on the side so, where the bolts are gonna so hit So Thelamir thinks he's hiding correctly. Yeah, we all think that we're hiding correctly, but we all roll extremely low. Except for Finch. I, I'm actually hiding correctly. <laughs> I mean, the benefit of this, of this battle right now that's happening is that this person that is attacking you is using stealth to their advantage and perception, finding where the killer is, is kind of the point. Well, yeah, I get that, but I feel like it would make more sense to position ourselves. Like, I feel like even, even if I didn't know where the bolts were coming from, I would feel like it would be safer to be between the bush and the wagon and not out here in the open, unless there's other bushes that I don't know of. I could see that argument because she critical missed and she's out, not really covered from anything. I think he... Yeah. There's it's, common it's sense to know what cover is, even if you don't know what you're, where to take cover from. I think even though it's it's likely that he doesn't know where the crossbow is coming from, it's reasonable to think that her cover is not adequate. Okay. There's a hill, correct? Yeah. Like so, they're shooting at us from. But no one's talked about it other than Doroth pointing in a direction where you were facing forward, driving on the front. So you don't even see, you, I don't think you even saw Doroth point. So to me, that's the only argument I have. But I think I'm getting voted against, so I will allow no, you. No, somebody just said show no mercy, Dave, but <laughs> G-N-O. No mercy, Dave. DM, be a DM, do it. I don't want to ruin y'all's fun time. I'd never have fun. Just do it. 
I think I think it's your game, and you should do what you think is the right thing and what what you think is fair, you not what we not what we want. All right, hold on now. In DM, we trust. Come on, Dave. All right. <laughs> we'll w- it. W- I mean, I'm willing to listen. <laughs> D D. Do it. I am do never it. always correct. I spoke I recognize my piece. That. I I mean, if again, like he's saying, if this is the only area of like thicket. Then I think that no matter what, you go. Hey, there's some shit over there. I can probably hide somewhere around it. I, I don't. You don't think I'll sit over here to the side of it in the open? That's where I'm safest. Yeah, I'll like s- I said, my. No, I was, I'll, I was just gonna point out that th- those are bushes, not like a I, wall. I did say it was a thicket of trees. Oh, it's thicket of trees. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna say like even if you are behind it, like they can shoot through it. Currently. <laughs> Yeah, but it's better cover. I won't say what's got going on with Felomir, but Finch definitely does have three quarters cover. He does not have full cover. All right, so okay. my, I guess let me explain what I'm trying to do. Maybe okay. that'll clarify things a little bit. I'm not necessarily trying to put her into where I know that there is 100% cover, but being behind two people and in front of a wagon makes more sense to me, and I'm also trying to help treat her wound. I would argue that since she critical missed... She is obviously not well covered, and Keth would be able to recognize that even though he doesn't know where the arrows are coming from. Yeah, I'm just out of it, and I'm just holding my shield like to the side, not even in front of me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, so that I can basically position myself to where my back with my shield on my back is facing the road, because I know that we got shot at up, up this way, and then I can try to nurse her. Okay, I, I'll allow it. Okay. So I'm just gonna pull her back and kind of Astra! And I'm assuming she's still got the bolt like lodged in her. Yes. So I guess I'll make a medicine check to okay. take it out. Ooh. Oh geez. Ooh. Okay. Okay. She's about to get gruesome. Um, let's go. Let's, let's first start with an athletics check because okay. she does wear armor and she has a lot of gear on her. 21. Okay. Yeah. You easily pull her to the side and you want to do a medicine check to pull the bolt out. Yeah. Basically get the get the bolt out of her so that I can, I guess, pour a potion on it as a free action or give her, force her to drink a potion. I don't know. Wait, you did take a potion. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. would anything have happened because of her drinking a potion? Yeah. I held 14 points and I also have more potions that I intend on taking. This is still the same turn, the same six seconds. What I'll say happened is we'll go with the Keth medicine check first. 19. Okay. So yeah, you um, you hold her still as she grimaces and I guess bites on like some cloth or something, like your cloak, and you jimmy the bolt out of her back. And then we'll say that's whenever you took the health potion and the wound closes over. And I'm like visibly shaking as I'm doing this. Like I, I take a deep breath and pull the arrow out. And then like you can kind of see my face snarling up a little bit. Like I'm <laughs> controlling that turka doll that's inside of me. <laughs> Awesome. Is there anything else that you would like to do on your turn? Uh, no. Okay. All right. After Keth, that's the end of the round. We're back at the top of the order with Doris. I'm going to cast Greater Invisibility upon myself. All right. I was going to cast on Astra, but she moved. So. <laughs> you are in the wagon still? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you planning on getting out of it or staying in there? After I'm invisible. Okay. Yeah, you cast Greater Invisibility on yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, after that, I'm going to just. So the river isn't directly, but like if I jumped out of the wagon on the opposite side as everyone else, I'm not just going to fall in the water. No, right? it's like 10 or 20 feet back. All right, that's what I'm going to do. And I'm just going to like roll out and just be on that side for now. 
All right, will be my turn. So Doroth rolls out after casting Greater Invisibility. Well, to as far as y'all are concerned, I just went invisible. If y'all are even paying attention to that, uh, I'm not. Nope. <laughs> and another crossbow whooshes through the air at Dave. Does a 28 hit Astra? No, dude. Of course um, not. No, not. I guess my 18. Fuck no. Defender wins, dude. Well, I mean, you have half cover now, so your AC increased by two. Oh, that is, uh, so I have a 20. I actually have a 20 now. The big two zero. Oh, boy. You can give me a chance to heal again. Dead. You yep. do. 32 piercing slash force damage as a bolt flies through everyone and pierces you in the upper left shoulder. Maybe heart. Maybe heart. What's your HP at? Six. All right. Not heart. So in the upper left shoulder. <laughs> everyone give me a free perception check as the bolt was shot, including yourself, Astra. 12. 20. 15. 19. 29. Show me this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Get him, Finch. The confidence with which. <laughs> Look at him. 29. You look at him. <laughs> so, Kath, the door, Felomir, and Finch, you all see the rustle of leaves in that general area. But no physical body. But no physical body. Fuck, dude. Fuck, <laughs> <Ah>, man. Fuck, <laughs> 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 oh, man. Come on, um, at, So, does anybody want to do anything, say I, anything off of that? Yeah. Uh, Felomir, use that magic ring you found. <laughs> no. Only somebody with a soul down to it. I ignore Kef. <laughs> After him is Finch. So I'm just going to kind of point the direction so that my friends here see it, just in case I'm like, I think it came from over there. And uh, then I'm going to drink this two-hour-long potion of sea invisibility that I've been hanging on to for entirely too long. Okay. And uh, say, I'm moving up. And then I'm going to... So I'm gonna take that and I'm going to stealthily make my way like around probably the trees to stay in hiding, but also start moving that way. Okay, so are you taking the potion first? Yes. Okay, so you take the potion. And then if I just see him, I may not move. So. Which is a free action. Um, give me a perception check for free after taking the potion. 28. He was invisible. Cool. And you do spot him. He's sprinting. He's sprinting across to get to your other side. And that was the rustle of the leaves you saw. And did you still want to move? No, now I won't move. Now that I can see him, I know he's invisible. And I've got, like, I guess what we would say a shot. Okay. Um, and I'm going to say, he's invisible, moving to the right. Follow my bow. As I start to, like, aim on him, I'm actually going to use my crossbow. Okay. And I'm going to, yeah, try and shoot this dude. Okay. Are you using sharpshooter? No. I feel like he's, he's running. This is already hard enough. I want to hit him. All right. 17. 17 is a hit. 13 damage, right? I'm not forgetting anything. You don't get Colossus Slayer because yeah, he's, he's not, not hurt yet. Do. I didn't put Hunter's Mark on him. Um, I will say you get Sneak Attack because he did not know that you were you could see him and shooting at him. Cool. So what's that? Uh, <laughs> another 2d6. 2D, yeah, 2d6 because you're level. Wait. 1d6. 1d6, yeah. And I already have 13. 18. All right. The bolt from your crossbow flies true, and it goes like through like some branches like perfectly as he's running through this like forest area and hits him like square in the right arm. And he kind of dips and falls onto the ground like prone for a second, but he gets him back up with like a weird quickness and just keeps running. 
And now that he has shot the arrow, you do see the leaves kind of leaving a trail as he runs through it in a sprint. All of you see it, but you can't see his actual body, but you do see the start of the kick up of leaves. Can we see the arrow? Mm. It's an arrow considered something that he's carrying. We actually talked about this once that if you were carrying it at the time of invisibility it is invisible it is invisible but if it was cast after if something is, gets involved in the invisibility after that you can see it um i will say yeah that helps with keeping track of the trail of leaves as well okay cool so i mean y'all y'all clearly see this one a, arrow a floating bobbing. bolt <laughs> a floating bolt yeah. which is going to bring us to felomir hmm also finch you notice that as he's running He's able to load this crossbow with ease. That bastard. <laughs> he's like hating How on him. How dare he? <laughs> and <laughs> that's cheating. <laughs> and this crossbow is made of like all metal. Interesting. Does Finch see what he's wearing? Yeah. He's wearing a black cloak with the hood up and he's got a bunch of black gear do on. Do I see skin or do I just see anything? After you hit him, he kind of turned his head and looked at you eye to eye and you saw blonde hair and like smooth skin. That little fucker. That <laughs> fucker. I can see this coming down to a scene where Finch is like, I'm not going to kill you because I respect you. <laughs> <laughs> you got skills, kid. <laughs> you just fell in with the wrong crowd. <laughs> we can Crimson use a guy command, like Yeah, you. Crimson Command can use a man like yeah, you. Turn your life around. <laughs> send, you, send you off to Yen. <laughs> Wait, what are we on? I delayed my turn. Oh, that's right. So you delayed your turn, Belomir. It is now Astra's turn. I am going to drink my supreme healing potion. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. I love that sour cream. (laughs) Sitting at the top. Just a little residue of sour cream at the top of the potion because it hasn't been shaken up in a while. Put some mild sauce in it, dude. It's starting to separate a little bit. God, I hate when the water's sitting on the top of your sour cream. Dude, it's so gross. <laughs> I never want to stir it back in. I'd pour it out. Why do you pour it out? Because it's, it's gross. It came from the sour cream. Then you can have some dry ass sour cream, dude. It's a little bit away. That's all it is. Away. <laughs> all right. 10d4 plus 20. 34. Okay, I'm just super out of it, but I'm just going to take a big swig of that. Talk to Oystrich. Do you, do you see anything, Oystrich? Give me a perception check for him. So it'll be your perception check. With advantage? No, because you're not looking. If it was your perception check for yourself, it would be advantage. That is a 17. He says, there's some moving leaves over here, and there's some sort of floating stick. <laughs> it's running right at me. <laughs> <laughs> is he within 100 feet of me? Oystrich? Yes. Yes. Can he reach the creature and cast the level four inflict wounds? One, two, three, four, five, six, six yes. boy. Actually, he's one square short. Welcome to D&D. Okay. Well, then I will just say to Oystrich, get ready. Okay. Get ready for what? Get ready to hurt him. Okay. I'll bite him. <laughs> Do you want me to move closer? He gets his two butt teeth. I want you to ready a spell. Oh, okay. I don't know how to do that yet. Really? I'll help you. All right. He's ready. (laughs) And I perceived where the target was? Yes. You have a general idea where the target is. Okay. I'm going to use my wand if that reaches. Okay. Uh, The wand of the necromancer? Yes. 60 feet. Is that too far away? No, that should be plenty. Okay. Yeah, I ain't trying to use life force here. So I will use the Necromancer's Wand and do 2d8 necrotic damage. 
All right, uh, make the spell attack with disadvantage. 15. 15 is a miss. All right. Just barely, though. You uh, shoot this ray of necrotic energy right behind him, and then you see it kind of shoot off into the area, but not connect with anything. And you kind of swipe it around real quick to see if the ray actually touches anything, but it dissipates before you actually make connection with anything. After Astra, we are on to Keth. I guess I'm going to make a beeline in that general direction. Not really knowing where I'm going, but seeing where they're shooting at. Roughly. Um, I mean, you saw the leaves being kicked off. Yeah. So you, you have a general area to run to. Right. So this this potionify my iPhone. How, how did we determine <laughs> how that worked? I think we settled on uh, it's a potion of locate object. That you coat something on. For you to locate it, the distance of locate object. Okay, so it would only give me the distance of like how far away. However, you... locate object works connects you to whatever you yeah. coat this thing in. Burrow it out, which is like a fucking mile long or something like that. It's pretty long. I think it's a thousand. Yeah. Oh. Let the let the rule lawyer look it up. Describe or name an object as similar to you. Sense the direction of the object's location. As long as that object is within 1,000 feet of you, if the object is in motion, you know the direction of its movement. The spell can locate a specific object known to you as long as you have seen it up close within 30 feet at least once. So yeah, it just gives you the direction that it is in within 1,000 feet of you and if it's moving and what direction it's moving. And I technically haven't seen him. (laughs) I guess I've seen the bolt. You've seen the bolt, but... But you'd also have to coat him in it. Right, exactly. All right, I'm going to attack recklessly and throw a throwing axe at him. Okay. So that will negate the disadvantage right yep so 13 13 is a miss the throwing axe flings through the air and then like lands into a, the bark of a tree i'm gonna take my turn okay since i saw the bolt floating around in the air and i see it moving away from us i would like to make an attack with eldritch blast what's the range in eldritch blast i believe it is 120 feet okay Damn. yeah eldritch sniper it's the best game for Give me an attack with disadvantage. First one is a 19. Second one's a 28. 19 is a miss. What? 28 is a hit. Yeah, I fucking know it is. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You did get his ass, though. Doesn't make sense. I, I still don't get that. <laughs> no, I get it. I just don't get the map. Uh, that's six damage. Uh, six damage. All right. You see, you shoot one force bolt through the area and it kind of bends around some trees and uh, makes connection or actually misses. The first one misses and it kind of splinters the tree. We'll say that the throwing axe actually hit. And then a second bolt comes true and kind of bends around it just in time to hit him in the back. And you do see the bolt kind of stutter for a moment and then keep running away. And after you did your delayed turn, we're at the top of the order with Doris. I mean, he's running away. Mm-hmm. He's very far away at this point. Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to do? No. Like, what, <laughs> I, I'm not going to stop combat because combat's not over. Oh, combat's not over. Even though our only enemy is running. Okay. Um, He's still on the board. I am going. <laughs> he's almost falling off the board. Anyway, so... If I can see the bolt, that does not mean that I can see him, correct? Uh, you have a general vicinity of where he is. A bolt being about 150 feet away, 
to me doesn't give um, full clarity of where the person is. Okay. Especially with like a thicket of trees, the bolt kind of blends into a branch every once in a while or something like that. I'm going to delay. Okay. Um, after you delay, the blonde boy turns and looks at you, Kat, with the crossbow loaded and takes a shot. And this is with advantage. Mm-hmm. Very 22. Uh, yeah. 28 piercing and force damage. The force was eight. So half 20, 18, or so it'll be 18. 18 total, yeah. Um, so and all of a sudden I look and just see a bolt fly at me. Yeah, and like, know. and we'll say it like hits you in like the right peck or something like that. And then you see the leaves kick up and he is running away from you and runs 60 feet away from you. His movement speed is... Because mm. everything is, uh, uh he's OP, kind of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Like he used a bonus action to do something. <laughs> oh. He's a rogue, guys. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, and that's going to put him roughly 100 feet away from you. Are you going to pursue? Do we continue combat at this point? It's not my turn. No, but are you going to pursue? Because um, he's going to be upwards of 180 feet away from them. Yeah, I'm raging. I'm going to keep running. You're going to keep running after yeah. him? Okay. WWKD. Uh, after he turns and shoots Keth, uh, he is way off the board at this point. Finch, it is your turn. Uh, I'm going to take off running in that direction. Okay. So you're going to run after him? As far as uh, my movement speed will let me. Six squares is your movement without taking any kind of action. Okay. What would you like to do at this point? Would uh, my dash help me with getting a better shot or either way I'm going to get like the same you know. So you want to get as close as you can and take a shot? Pretty much. Okay so you'll want to use your bonus action to dash. Now. Okay. Now. Let's do it. It's a lot of real estate being covered right here. So what what happened? Finch is running after Keth is running after but they have a lot of movement speed leaving y'all behind. And Oysterage is way the fuck far away still. Yeah. So Finch you have used your bonus action to use the cunning action mm-hmm. to dash 60 feet, and he is now 35 feet away. Okay. Now I'd like to put my hunter's mark on him with my free action. Nope. 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 Never mind. Just bonus just action. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we ain't going to do that just yet. You used your bonus action for cunning action. Cool. Well, I'm going to uh, level me crossbow again, and I'm going to use sharpshooter this time. All right. <clears throat> Fuck. <laughs> Bad call, man. Bad call. Can you always use an inspiration point? Oh, shit. That gives me, like, the automatic crit? If you, if you use three. If you use one, Uh-oh. it's advantage. <sighs> I don't even know if it's worth the advantage, though. How many do you have? Two. Use it, man. Use I'll it. use it. We're, this is our last chance to get this guy. Yeah. Dave, I'm pretty sure Dave was anticipating. Crit fucking miss. <laughs> someone um, soul binding to that fireball ring. Could have helped. Goodbye, inspiration. You still got one left. I know. Yeah, still got one left. But now he's getting away. And I'm going to say, I also want to scream, Come back, coward! <laughs> <laughs> the bolt flies through the brush and just kind of dinks off of the bark of a tree and goes off into the other direction. Like a bottle rocket without its stick. <laughs> and uh, after Finch, we are on to Felomir. Um, shit, man. I mean, you're 125 away. I actually counted him. But uh, I will say that he has... I'm going to say he's in total cover from the distance because of the brush, like the forest and the hills. Um, Unless you moved closer, then you would reduce it to three quarters cover. Right. 
Uh, sure. Fuck it. I'll move. All right. How far would you like to move? Uh, wait up. <laughs> All right. So I say, and I'll move uh, 30 feet. When I see him about to move, I'll uh, just yell out, you can figure this out, Felomir, and use a bardic inspiration. Okay. Which is a reaction, right? Yeah, I can use that. Just Well, you only get one reaction per turn. Yeah. But I just, yeah, just wanted to make sure it was. And I'll shoot. Two blasts. All right. Give me the attacks with disadvantage. And Bardic Inspiration is a D8. Mm-hmm. First one is a 26. That is a hit. Jeez. Second one is a 29. That is also a hit. This is with disadvantage. I rolled a 16 and a 14 the first time and a 17 and a 19 the second time. Jesus. I wish I could have had such luck. Those are some pretty awesome dice you got there. (laughs) (laughs) For 17 damage total. All right. Two Eldritch Blast fly true swirling around trees. They actually like pass by you on both sides, Kef, and then cross in front of you, also passing between, like keeping you between it, Finch. And then they land into the back of him and he falls, becomes visible. Yes. And lies still. And I'm like, the Good. whole time I'm doing this, I'm like huffing and heaving and like <laughs> using the spear to go along and like, wait up. <laughs> Bench will say that you get there first. I'm assuming you're running up and inspecting. Yeah. Uh, and you flip him over on his back. First thing you see is a small silver amulet pop out of the Crimson Command. Traitor! <laughs> I'm gonna slap him. Who sent you? Are we still in combat? No. Is he dying or is he dead? He dead. Can I cast Spare the Dying on him? Is that a ranged attack? It's a touch it's a spell. Range, it's a touch spell. So, or Oyster, it's just closer. I can I'm get gonna him give to... him some death saves. Okay. You are quite a ways away. I was 125, so she should be 130. So I'm gonna give him three death saves. If he fails all three of them, you don't dead. make it in time. Well, what about Oystrich? Because he can deliver touch spells. He's His movement's slower than yours, so you're going to be the one that gets there first. Okay. Nine. Three. Come on, Dave. Seven. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, on purpose. That somebody boy, che- I tell you, he did. Somebody check his dice. Well, he did that on purpose. There's no way you rolled three single-digit numbers <laughs> in a row. You never rolled three single-digit numbers. I have rolled... Quite a few single-digit numbers today, but unfortunately, this wow. dude has a plus 10 to hit. Hmm. Well, as I'm running over to the body, I want to make sure to pull my throwing axe out of the tree. Okay. You grab your throwing axe as you're walking that way. All right. So as everyone is just kind of like gathering, I want to appear already knelt down beside him. Just like, what are we, <laughs> <laughs> what are we find, guys? <laughs> I definitely want to rummage through his stuff, specifically looking to see if I find my map that I'm missing. Yep. Soaked in blood from him. Traitor. I, I, I want to look through all of his stuff. He's got credentials, anything at all. Okay. Give me an investigation check. I'll I'll help. All right. I'll Take the close. investigation check with advantage. Thank goodness. 17. All right. Perfect. You find this heavy crossbow. It's got like metal plating of the wood. And the bow of it is like a nice thin metal that kind of retracts really well. And there's a scope on it. Mm. Get it. I'm pocketing that bad boy. He also has a short bow slinged around his back, hidden underneath the cloak. And then you do see the same type of cadet-style amulet that you started with before you upgraded to scout. So it seemed that he was a cadet Crimson Command member. You also find a bracer 
And I'm actually going to point this out because we'll say that Felomir is standing over him and you notice it. The bracer is a spectral bracer and it has the magical property of whatever greater invisibility is. Damn, he loaded. Train, train. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's got some powerful allies. Illusion. So, illusion. Illusion magic. I think that's purple. It's purple blue on it. Illusion. It's purple. It's purple. Illusion. I just <laughs> listened to that episode. <laughs> the bracer has a magical property. And then also his boots seem to have a nice padding, but with a grip on the bottom of them. They are not magical, though. He just has nice boots. Just to point that out. And then as you go through the pockets, you do find 58 gold pieces and then a letter. Would you like to read the letter? Absolutely. Are you going to read it out loud or do you just want to read it to yourself I'll read it to myself first. All right. It says, Chadwick, thank you for returning and visiting your home. Your mother was very pleased. Continue your training with Vlad. He's doing you well. You will grow in the ranks of the Crimson Command cadets and be the best spy that we've ever needed. Your father, High Captain Gate. I'm gonna like what a twist. I'm gonna like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I'm gonna assume just everyone's gonna see me out of the. I, almost, I don't want to drop the letter, but I'm just like it's gonna. I'm, my face is gonna go blank. I'm gonna just like look up. French, did did you know this kid? Oh, I think he did. I'm just gonna hand it over to like. I'm gonna Felomir's. snatch it out of his hand. Yeah. Oh my God! What's it say? What's it say? Here. Okay. <laughs> I'll read it out loud and Kath uh, voice. Okay. Um, I don't remember what I said to give you the exact wording. All you have to say is "Hi, Captain Great." Yeah. Yeah. Hi, <laughs> yeah, just... Captain Great. Wait, what? It's it's his son. I'll hand the letter to him. I'll read it again. But, oh, jeez. Am I getting from this that he was a spy? He was being like, trained to be a spy. For, like, a Crimson Command spy, though, like, for us. And he was being trained by Vlad. Who did. Is he? Mm-hmm. He oh, did. Vlad, oh, yeah, Vlad, Vlad his body. What, what does this mean? I'm not sure. This, this Chadwick lad must have fallen in with the wrong people. There's, there, I, I... It's all true. <laughs> it's all coming to pass. I he look. It seems as though he was obviously he's Captain Gates' son. And he was a he was a command cadet. I, he would know not to be firing on innocent people, much less me. Well, he was clearly following us. Yes. Uh, is this normally how they train spies in the Crimson Command? I'll just turn to Finch and ask. Just send them to a an outpost. I mean, we're all trained and can, people at outpost can help train other cadets but we would never attack our own like like this but would that be a typical way to train a spy he I would, would assume that spies would want to stay hidden and just observe right yeah did we discover that this was the boy that's been Felomir's been seeing yeah Felomir yeah. this is this is the boy that you saw in Clanport that was not dressed in this way the first time you saw him mm-hmm Yes, this is more a behavior of an assassin than a spy. Yeah, he pretty clearly tried to kill us. Well, and if, he seemed quite talented for just a cadet. If he's Crimson Command and the Shadow Assassins are appearing to take out Crimson Command, maybe they're also trying to turn some of them against us. <gasps> Do you think he was mind-controlled? That's so interesting. Could be. What, what could mind-control someone? 
The mind flayer? Do the mind flayer's mind control? Yes. <laughs> but do, does Astra know this? I don't, I don't, I don't think, think we know any this. of us know anything yeah, about okay. mind flayers. Well, I'm sure a spell could do it. Yes, there are magics that can control someone's mind, but... Is, he's been following us for days. This is premeditated. This was purposeful. What are you laughing at? Um, yeah, yeah, Dave. Oh, oh that key key. And what, what you Just y'all speculating. It's fun. Tee-hee. Yeah. <laughs> we over here trying to figure out something serious. You over there cackling like a schoolgirl? <laughs> Making me second doubt everything God. I say over here. I, this still does not add up to me. Um, I don't know why a, a spy would be training at a relatively unpopulated Crimson Command outpost. Why someone of his stature would be a spy. How he could be this talented and still a cadet. Something isn't right here. Even more importantly, and I'll look up towards Finch, what are you going to say to Captain Gate? Felomir, give me an insight check. Fifteen. It's almost like he was attacking in a vengeful way. Careless, even. Okay. Maybe he was possessed. Like, by a boogeyman. A boogeyman? A bogeyman. A what? It was... Back, I'm even more confused. Back in my village, we had a bogeyman, and he would possess people. He was he was like a spirit. Where are you from again? Atherin. Oh. Never been. Don't think I'll go. <laughs> also, it's, it's rather strange that he was targeting us so heavily. You know, he went kind of all out there, and he's been following us for a while. What does he have against us specifically? Well, this is the part of, of being a celebrity that I didn't tell you about. Sometimes people can be hostile. Sometimes love can turn into violence. It happens. Trust me, I've seen it. Damn I'm it. sorry to have brought you all into this. <laughs> Look, that's not that's not what I'm referring to. Oh. There's just something not right here. I see a lot wrong, really. I mean, we've killed the son of a very high-ranking official. Yeah, should we reach out to High Captain Gate again, or can we even trust him? I think that Finch should do that. Uh, this letter is handwritten. Yes. And signed by High Captain Gate? Yes. Um, Finch, do you still have a copy of your Crimson Command letter or any of them signed by Captain Gate? Start rummaging through my things. and Sure, you're pretty proud of your stuff, so you would probably keep something like that on you. So I've got like probably like my graduation letter or something I'll pull out for us to look at. I want to just compare the, the writing, the letters. Um, without even a skill check necessary, the signature is perfect. Okay. I like to think Finch pulls out like a binder with perfectly cascading <laughs> tabs. Like, oh, here's one. A scrapbook. It's very obvious that this letter to Chadwick was written by his father, High Captain Gate. This is certainly written by High Captain Gate. Um, perhaps we should contact him soon and let him know what happened and maybe get some, some backstory on what his son was doing in Clansport, training under Vlad. Well, as far as I see it, there's only two avenues to talk to him, one being through Dorothy, and one being me sending Pivak to Gamor with a handwritten message. This doesn't seem like the kind of thing I should have Dorothy do. Are you sure? Well, it... And I'm not so sure that we could trust High Captain Gate. It is also a possibility. It's quite unnerving. Here, let me try something. I'm going to use sending. Okay. I'll, I'll send a message to High Captain Gate. Okay. Hello, Captain Gate. It's me, Dorothy, again. Um, just one quick question. Uh, apropos of nothing, uh, when was the last time you saw your son? Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. Uh, yeah, I got your message. Seems to be working fine this time now that I know it's you. 
Chadwick came to visit uh, about two months ago, and then I sent him out to meet with Vlad, but I'm sending out a new, a new outpost scout since you said that Vlad was murdered. But someone will need to train him instead. He should have been arriving about a week ago. I'll look at uh, Finch. Um, it seems as though Captain Gate has no idea. <sighs> has no idea of what? Of what has happened to his son. He says the last time he saw him was about two months ago. So as far as he's concerned, like he was he was sent to Clansport to train with Vlad? Yes. So he would assume he would still be there? He would assume, yes. Well, he said he got word that Vlad was killed, that, that yes. someone else would have to train him, but he didn't seem like he was hiding anything at all. He seems like a proud father, hmm. which is juicy. How do you tell a man you killed his son through a gnome? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, now. I didn't say all that. I'll just look at Finch when he says that and raise an eyebrow like, uh, I don't think I'm, I'm equipped not gonna for that. that. I mean, we can. I mean, on one hand, I feel that it is not the right way to present this news. But on the other hand, to delay such news seems inherently wrong as well. Maybe you should review the events since you arrived in Lunalia. Okay. So we, we Let's got review. here. We got here. <laughs> oh, shit. So remember earlier when Keth was like, wouldn't it seem like if we didn't come to you and say that this person died you would think we did it right motherfucker the last time the first time we we were supposed to see him he saw us by the dead bot like he's been seeing us <laughs> <laughs> he thinks we're taking out these people <laughs> oh, oh wow good twist good wow twist. i twist oh man <laughs> We just killed Nunsa boy. We're going to loot his body. So, so funny story. Uh, did, did all of that just happen in game? Get, no. Get, no, not at all. Well, okay. Let's probably play that one out in a role playing style. It still just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> wow. Guys. What? He thinks he thought we were. Oh, my God. This We were thing. what? Gate'll think this is hilarious. Look, <laughs> all right. He thinks that we've been killing the Crimson Command people. What are you but talking about? Think about it. When did you see him first? When we were leaving Clansport. After? After we told the guard of what happened. After we bought the horse and after we left Vlad's. And I'll just look knowingly at him. Oh. He thinks we've been doing this. He's innocent. Just confused and young and... Dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kind of drop to my knees next to the body and just kind of stare at him and start to silently weep. Hold on. I cannot wait to tailgate. No, 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 I, uh, mm. I, I don't know if you should if you should tell him. Well, I mean, it's just a big misunderstanding, right? Should, yeah, should um, we tell? Yeah, but it's, I, I don't think he's going to think it's very funny. His son's dead and we killed him. He's going to be mad at us. Well, I didn't touch him. We need to meditate on this before we tell anyone anything. No. Should definitely speak to him. Should we? Sooner than later, but... Uh, should we just leave the body here? I don't think leaving the body here would be the best uh, thing. Um, no, if he, was, if he was truly part of the Crimson Command, then he was an honorable person. And I'll clap uh, Finch on the shoulder. 
Yes, we should give him a proper burial and inform Captain Gate. Now? Mm. Or we can take him to the priestess. <laughs> God. Pet <laughs> cemetery. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it's up to you guys. Finch, I think you should make this decision. I'm going to I'm gonna scoop him up and walk him back to our wagon. Okay. Without really saying anything. So you scoop him up and start walking him towards the wagon while the four of you kind of like stand in silence as Finch just kind of does this without speaking a word. I'll uh, follow him behind slowly. I guess we're going back to the wagon now. <laughs> <laughs> so you all start to walk towards the wagon. You put the body inside the wagon, I'm assuming. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, at that point, I don't know. I'm just going to kind of stare and look around like, how far out have we come from Erlen now? And then I guess how close are we to the temple? I think we said that you were about 20 or 30 minutes out from Erlen, and it was an hour's travel to get to the temple, supposedly. Like halfway. Yeah, you're at the halfway point. Does there look to be any nice suitable burial spots around here? I have a mini mining mitt. I'm wondering if that could help me do something. That's an easy way to make a grave. This hill is very nice. It looks down on the river. Yeah. It's a nice little area. God damn it. I'm going to kind of look around, like, up at the sky, down at the river, very, you know, solemn and contemplative, and then I'll out loud just be like, um, I don't know if Erlen is the right place to take him. There's people with limbs falling off and people dying left and right over there. He's not going to get the burial he deserves. We obviously can't take him with us to the temple. He won't make it to Chandelin. I think we're going to have to do this here. Yeah, I'm just going to try and single out what I think is a nice spot and uh, make a nice little grave. Okay, so you make a little 20-feet walk up the hill and find a nice little spot. I'll sing us a song. What was his name? Chadwick. Chadwick <clears throat> Gate. Chadwick. Chadwick Gate. There once was a man. His name was Chadwick. Chadwick Gate. And yes, I said man. He's totally a man. Not a boy or a child. <laughs> he was a man. A decent man who tried to kill us, but a decent man. <laughs> Confused, young Misunderstood, but definitely a man. <laughs> <laughs> and then you play um, a nice soft rendition of For Whom the Bell Tolls. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mom, I'm coming home. <laughs> yeah. I was playing that under the spoken word. <laughs> yeah, I guess with maybe the help of, I'll look to Keth for help to carry him over there and lay him in there nicely across his arms. I'll probably, God, doesn't feel right to take almost anything off of him. I'm not going to leave the crossbow, but I will uh, adorn him with all of his other stuff. I don't know if this happens in Ace or the Crimson Command, but I kind of want to do the coins on the eyes thing with his gold. We'll say like a coin on the for like on the forehead. We won't copy the eyes. We'll, we'll go with the forehead. Sure. I'll, so I'll put like a coin in the middle of his forehead. I'll even leave the other 57 gold pieces with him too in his hands. Doesn't feel right to take. Hey, Finch, why you, why'd you set that gold on his body? It's his, Keth. It's not ours. He's dead, though. I'm not going to say anything to him. Mm, left Kef on red. What? <laughs> I'm <Okay>. going <laughs> to. So you did say you were taking the crossbow? Yeah. What about the boots? I'm not going to take the man's shoes. They're nice boots, dude. What about the bracer? I don't even know what the bracer is. So it's illusion. I think Felomir would have to speak up before anything about that would click in my head. Would Felomir speak I'm... up after that? Which way he treated the gold conversation? No, I mean, I probably would have said it's some sort of illusion magic whenever I first discovered it, but if I didn't know specifically, I, at this point, I wouldn't press it, no. You know what, I'm even, I'm gonna, oh, fuck. 
Can you tell me the stats on this crossbow? Before he decides to leave it or well, not. Well, I've been thinking. I was, thinking I'm, I was thinking I might just leave mine, but then I'm like, you know what? If it's even just like barely above mine, I may just let him keep that too. So you take hold of the crossbow, kind of considering it, and as you hold on to it, you realize that it's very advanced. The mechanism to pull the string back, the trigger, and holding it and holding it at all, all of it is very outside the basic crossbow. You aren't proficient to use it. Hmm. All right. Well, then I guess if I can't use it, I'm not going to leave mine behind. But I will. I will still take it. And yeah, if if he doesn't say anything about the the wrist thing, I'm just going to say that I'm too worked up to even notice it. So I'm going to start to bury him unless someone stops me. Okay. Nope. There's no way Dorothy is paying attention nope. to that. All right. So you bury Chadwick 20 feet up the slope with a good look down at the river. I'm going to try and also mold like a pretty nice little tombstone for him. You mold a tombstone with the mini mining mitt as well. We'll say that that kind of uses everything for the mini mining mitt for this point. Cool. And you could say take a dagger and maybe carve Chadwick Gate and then whatever the year is. 725. Yeah. Uh, so when should we inform Captain Gate. I know it's probably difficult, but sooner would be better, I believe. I think you're right. We This isn't news to hide, n- no matter how hard it is to tell him. Doroth, can you send a message? Of course I can, but I... Th- you're gonna have to tell me exactly what to say. <sighs> this isn't my strong suit. Hold on, I'll write something down for you. So, what did we just bury? What did you just bury? Yeah. Like, item-wise? What, what magical items did we... I mean, y'all really aren't going to dig it up, I'm assuming? No. no. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna, if it's really cool, I'm going <laughs> to dig this grave well, I mean, oh, I'm making shit. sure. I'm making sure there's nothing that y'all forgot down there or, like, have a reason to do anything. I don't, I don't think any of us would dig up the grave after he's been buried. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the bracer was a spectral bracer that allowed greater invisibility once a day. Oh, and, I'm digging that up. And invisibility <laughs> three times a day. Oh. oh. That was a good one. The boots were not magical boots, but they did grant advantage on stealth checks and plus five to movement speed. Oh, wow. Hate role playing. Yeah, dude. Hopefully this ain't too long. (laughs) Oh my god, you've been writing the whole time? It's pretty short. I I I was trying to condense. Oh, okay. I thought it was going across the whole page. Okay. Can you read my handwriting? This is almost bars. Alright. Okay. Okay. I'll read exactly what you have written here. (laughs) I'll use sending. Alright. My heart's just racing as he's doing this. Dear Captain Gate, from Finch, I regret to inform you, Chadwick Gate has passed. He attacked us under false pretenses, and we acted in self-defenses, bars, but have buried him outside of Erlen. I am so, so sorry. Doroth. It takes a moment. And then you hear, What? You're, are you saying that my oldest son's dead? <sighs> An investigation will be done. And then the connection is lost. I got some good and bad news, Finch. Go on with it. Um, good news is, uh, he's, there was no good news. Uh, the bad news is, number one, um, that was his oldest son. Number two, he's very broken up about it. And number three, there will be an investigation. Wow. 
I don't know what his investigation will find, but if it finds the truth, then it is what it is. I don't know what, what there is to investigate. We have, we already confessed. Well, there's some details that, you know, that's only so much time in the connection, you know. Yes, uh, this is definitely a problem to be handled at a, a later time. We've done all we can at this point. Maybe face-to-face? Well, yes, that would be best. Well, this whole... It, it hurts, guys. Every time I do that, it hurts. Especially twice in a row like that, it hurts. Yes, that was some hard news to deliver. That, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That is totally what I meant. Finch, did you perhaps get his Crimson Command badge so that if we do come upon Gate again, we can deliver it to him? No, but I will take note of where we have buried him, and I will be sure to let him know. <laughs> funny. He was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dig up the body. I don't know if I need to take anything special to take note of where I've buried him, but I would like to do that. Maybe add it to my map or, yeah. The halfway point between Ireland and this temple. So, yeah, you yeah. kind of, you generally know. Cool. All right. Do you all load up in the wagon? Yep. Solemnly. Mm-hmm. All right. You head north in the wagon, and it's late in the afternoon. Y'all do a short rest. So if you'd like to do any hit die or recover any spells or however your short rest work, you can do that. And then you make your way around a river bend and the sun sets as a large stone structure appears in the western bank. A full moon brightens the area in the night and you see the stone structure is slightly lifted off the ground on a well-made stone platform. This is the remote temple of Daloon and it sits idly with a blue glow cascading out of the high windows. I was going to do it after our guard interaction. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was trying to lead into that for you. But No, I'm not going to mention the ring at all. It was a, it was a joke, oh, Dave. Come on. No, I was talking about your perception check on the bridge. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm going to pull a bill and not mention the ring at all. Okay. <laughs> wow, dude. <laughs> bill Goodman, if you're tuned in, I'm still mad at you about not telling anyone about once again, I will say y'all are not going to sit here in front of me and diss Bill. It's not a diss. Sounds like a diss to me. Uh, I guess we'll start with initiatives then. I need some new dice. <laughs> Already? Yeah. Yeah. Awesomedice.com. Are they not awesome enough? Well, you can go to awesomedice.com and get 10% off of your dice order. Damn. What's that code? I just might do that. <laughs> If you use promo code ORBS at checkout, you can get 10% off your dice. We are soulless (laughs) right now. That's a seven. All right. Bye, viewers. See you next Monday for the Dungeon Delves of the Temple of Deluge. Dungeon, he says. What? (laughs) Nothing fishy going on there. We're just going to murder a bunch of uh, temple acolytes. (laughs) Definitely good guys.
for the record, uh, the scoped heavy crossbow has a plus 10 to hit for him. It's a 1d10 plus 15 piercing and 1d8 force damage. The weapon has the assassinate property as if the rogue assassin subclass. Damn, B. This weapon requires soul binding if looted and requires proficiency. Without proficiency, the weapon loses the assassinate force damage attack bonus and sharpshooting benefits. It is then just a negative. It's just a regular crossbow without any benefits, without the proficiency. How do you become proficient with it? There is a feat that gives you weapon proficiencies. Mm. And you can also do downtime activities, I believe, to become proficient with a weapon. But that takes quite a while. Will I get a feat my next time? Or is it going to be a while and I should start working levels? on it? <laughs> we just got feats. Uh, Y'all did, but he didn't. You've been multi-class. Right. What level ranger are you? He's level six ranger, level two rogue. So, so in two levels. Uh, you... Two levels of rogue, you get a feat. Yeah. Fuck. Or, or, or two levels of ranger. Or two regals. I think you're focused rogue, though, because you didn't like the benefits of, of ranger seven. But yeah, that was the uh, that was the, the crossbow and the solemn night of killing a young 18-year-old boy. Where did what? you get all this gear from? Uh, well, he, he's, all, he's, he's a captain he's, he's captain's oh, son. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's and he's a spy. Brat. He's True. a high, he's high Captain Gates' son, and he's being trained to be a was. spy. You're saying this in present tense. Oh, I'm sorry, was. <laughs> so does that mean Vlad was a spy? It could be assumed that maybe Vlad in his younger days was a spy because he was an old man. Right. And he had basically retired probably yeah. out in the outpost. Makes sense. And he was super organized, which probably means he's been in the Crimson Command for a while. Yeah. Man, are, are we the bad guys? Yeah, for real. <laughs> are we Every time the I bad think we guys? aren't, <laughs> we do some shit.